0: This Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett from so Shakin' Big, down three! Stands on in the crowd. It's a bag, five on the 24. Barrett brings his lead, and here's the drive to the land. Going on, guys. This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hope everybody's doing alright. You know, hope everybody is staying safe. Hope everybody is staying healthy and um hanging in there, right? As best as we can during these times. Um not much has gone on since our last episode about a week ago. We did an episode on the Yankees and, you know, how baseball is going to give this a go and try and return or um, try and start up. Uh, They're planning on doing so, you know, starting July 1st, they're going to do a second round of spring training, I guess, and then start up the regular season at the end of July. So we'll see how that goes. But in terms of the New York Knicks, the wonderful, amazing New York Knicks. Um, you know, still not much going on there. Still hearing some um, rumblings when it comes to the head coaching vacancy. You know, we're hearing a lot of names. I believe we're up to like 10 candidates by now. Um, the more recent candidates, uh, Mike Woodson was a couple of weeks ago, but we've just recently, even more recently, we've heard about Jason Kidd. Um. Somebody else I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. There's been a lot. So, you know, I know the heavy favorites seem to be, it seems to be Tom Thibodeau. Um, And then Kenny Atkinson as well is someone who a lot of Knicks fans adore. So we'll see what happens there. But that's actually not what we're hitting on tonight. Um, Alonzo Trier has been waived. And, you know, uh, not that this guy is... Not that Alonzo Trier was going to be your next all-star, you know, perennial all-star or anything like that, but he was a good player. He was a good player on the New York Knicks, and, you know, the Knicks are a team who have struggled to find talent at all over the last several um, years, decades, but so it's frustrating to see them do, just wave, they waved Alonzo Trier, you know? And, and I know they picked up some kid who you know, I don't know, some fans might be excited for. And I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Theo Pinston? Pinson goes to show how much I know about him. I don't know anything. You know, I don't know who this kid is. I don't know if this kid is um, legit by any means. I know he had a good, all I know is he was pretty good in the G league. Um, and then, you know, he was kind of a fan favorite in Brooklyn. Um, I guess because of his, you know, happy attitude or whatever as well. That's what I've been told, but, <laughs> um, but I'm disappointed, man. I'm disappointed in this Alonzo Trier news. And I think many Knicks fans are disappointed in this. Um, you know, this is one of the few, again, one of the very few, the Knicks don't have much young talent to begin with. And this was a, you know, this was one of those young prospects they had in their um, organization that, you know, he could have been an undrafted gem, really. He came up. And really performed in his rookie season. You know, they gave him a two-way contract and he really, really turned heads. And that ended up, they ended up signing him to a two-year deal because of that. You know, his first handful of games in his rookie season. And he kept that up, you know, sustained it throughout all the 2019 season. And then throughout the entire 2020 season when he did get playing time. But that was the thing. That's what frustrated all of us. Um, You know, after performing so well, uh, Trier, in his rookie season where he dropped... I don't know. Just under a dozen points a night in 22 minutes per game, you know, just dropping buckets out there and just becoming instant offense off the bench. You know, being that microwave scorer. Um the Knicks just for whatever reason they um reduced his role this past season and they didn't play him as much. When they did play him, it wasn't for as long as fans wanted him on the floor. Um now the the for some reason, there are some excuses out there, mainly generated by the organization, that says, well, we didn't play Trier because we signed all these free agents. You know, We signed Alfred Payton, who's a guard. We signed Wayne Ellington, a guard. We signed Bobby Portis, who's a, a scoring player. We signed uh, Julius Randle for the forward spot to, to give him the ball a lot. We signed all these players in free agency. It's kind of hard to play Alonzo Trier. Uh, First of all, I call bullshit on that. You know, Wayne Ellington was terrible for the Knicks. Um, You're going to tell me that 55-year-old Wayne Ellington, who has no future here, obviously, who is, you know, peaked in terms of his talent level, who is not part of this rebuild plan, should be getting minutes over somebody like Alonzo Trier, who is a young kid who has produced every time he's been given the ball. Why is he getting minutes over Trier? You know why? And then there's another reason people are saying, "Oh, because he doesn't have great court vision. He has terrible defense." Which those both are very true. His defense is, you know, Kevin Knox level bad at times, and um, his court vision is not good. That said, despite that, you know, his scoring is so efficient and so productive that his overall impact on the game is still more positive than one of a Wayne Ellington is still more positive than one of a fucking Alfred Payton is still more of a positive impact than someone like Bobby Portis. He still makes more impact than a lot of other guys that the Knicks just ran out there day after day. So that didn't make sense. There's no logic. There's no excuse you can come up with that would make any kind of sense in, in, you know, as to why the Knicks sat Trier as often as they did. So I saw it coming. I did. He's a free agent. I either thought this was going to happen or they were just going to let him walk. Um, And and here we are. We're talking about the Knicks waving one of their better young prospects in Alonzo Trier. And again, he's not this guy who I see as an all-star, but uh, we'll talk about what I think his ceiling could be and potentially will be with another team as soon as we get back from break. Be right back. Fellas. Really quick, before we continue with the show, I just want to remind you, if you haven't yet subscribed to BD4, be sure to do so right now. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. I mean, it's not like he was going to be this superstar for the Knicks. It's not like he was going to be a perennial all-star, but again, on a team that lacks talent overall, just to begin with it, it, it makes you question why they cut Trier. You know, why would you get rid of somebody who was a positive impact more than a lot of other people, at least. Um, And so this is somebody who I really think now that he's away from this colossal screw up, that is the New York Knicks. um, Maybe he'll fit better in another system. And you know, get the best. Somebody else gets the best of his talents and really raises his ceiling because I think he's got that talent to where, um, you know, Alonzo Chir could eventually win or just be a perennial candidate for Sixth Man of the Year, right? I think he's an excellent scorer. Um, has a just a tremendous knack at scoring off the bounce, right? Great at scoring in the mid-range area off the dribble. Good at catching the ball off a screen and then dribbling to the rim or or driving and attacking the rim and drawing you know, generating contact and drawing free throw attempts and fouls and stuff like that. He's also very great at that. Um, And he converts up the line. He's got a lot of N1s under his belt already. Um, A decent three-point shooter, though he doesn't take it at a high volume. Um, Just a good overall crafty scoring player with a lot of uh, of good, you know, shifty type of moves. And he kind of reminds me of a a six-man version of a Devin Booker, right? Somebody who does those... You know, just a pure bucket getter. Somebody who walks and gets buckets. Just collects points. Every time he steps on the floor, you're getting instant offense. So, that's very similar in that aspect. Um, Lou Williams, I've heard that comparison too. Um, Again, very similar too in terms of uh, scoring off the bounce and becoming a six-man candidate. So, I don't know, man. It sucks to see somebody like him just be waived like that from the Knicks, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, now I have to read up, of course, before I, you know, give a, a complete opinion on this, I really have to do some more research on this guy. They got, you know, the guy they picked up after waving Trier um, and Theo Pinson. Um, again, I hope I said that correctly, uh, but I know nothing about this kid other than he had a pretty productive stat line in, uh, in the G League this past season. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, um, now Damian Dotson is also a free agent for the Knicks. So that's still, you have to be determined to see what they do with him. Now I'm hoping they don't fucking do anything stupid there because I actually like Damian Dotson a little more than I like Alonzo Trier. You know, I think Damian Dotson may not have that excitement, but he, I think he'll contribute to winning um, at least more than Alonzo Trier will. I think Dotson is a good, you know, spot up shooter, but he's also a decent shooter off the, uh, off the bounce, can come off the bench and be that three and D guy, right? Also has a nice mid range game and he's got some speed. to so where he can slash here and there too. So Dotson was probably the Knicks best perimeter defender this past season outside of Frank. Um, so I would like to see them, you know, retain him. Somebody who I think could come off the bench, give the Knicks a little scoring, 10 points, nine points, 11 points, something like that. And shoot the ball. Well. So, it it sucks, man, to see Trier go like this, but he it's 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 so Knicks. It's much, it's very much Knicks. So I, I don't know what else I have for this one, man. I, it's very uh, disappointing to see it happen. Um, but we're used to it, right? We're used to disappointment here in Manhattan. So <laughs> let's get to the uh, let's just cut this one short. Let's get to the NYY, NYK question of the day, and then we'll wrap this one up. All right. Alright, so uh, last time out we asked you, um, it was a Yankees question since it was a Yankees episode. Um, So we asked you on the show last time, we said, uh, what was the Yankees 2009 postseason batting average? Um, Told you to message me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or comment on any of the posts that I uh, publish for the podcast. Um, And the answer to that question, the Yankees 2009 postseason batting average, it was 257 which ranked second amongst all postseason teams and um, first in the American League. 257 was the answer to that. Um, Now, tonight's NYY-NYK question of the day. Um, Obviously, it's going to be a Knicks question since we are doing uh, the Knicks tonight. Let's open it up. Sorry, I should have had it up already, but let's get to it. Tonight's NYY-NYK question of the day. Uh, This past season, who led the Knicks in total three-pointers made? So this past season, who led the New York Knicks in total three-pointers made? Again, message me or comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and um, let me know the answer, and I'll give you a shout-out. So thank you guys so much for stopping by. I think this is it. You know, really, there's not much else to say. Just my quick reaction to the Knicks waving Alonzo Trier and being so typical Knicks. So (laughs) episode 139 in the books, this is your host, Rob Carbone and I'm signing out. I'll see you guys next time. All right. Ciao.